How many know we live in a very negative world? If I hear one more thing about Hillary Clinton's whatever that was and Donald Trump I mean show me a fire an accident something somewhere I'm tired of it anyone tired of it? We have folks who are trying to do away with all all you know, complete complete um, you know other groups of people we got Republicans wanting to ship the Democrats off and the Democrats to Republicans and a lot of negativity. A lot of negativity about the future, about the safety of America, what's going on in the nations. It's a tremendous amount of ne ne negativity. <laughs> so we're going to be positive today about being negative about negativity. Say that five times fast. Turn to somebody and tell them, no more Debbie Downers. Turn to the other neighbor and say, no more Debbie Downers. I, I want to I be a little bit light with this, but this is because it's such a serious matter. Now, I've decided that the older I get, and I think probably folks my age or older will be interested in this, it's, it's called the Cranky App. <laughs> and you download it, cost you $139 a month, payable to James W. Minor Jr. I, it would be great if we could have something like that. that your, your phone would detect when you're getting angry, uh, uh, cranky. Who are you talking to back there, brother? Who are you talking to? Tell them boys to hush up there while I'm preaching. Tom, it's, oh, it's going off. Next week when you come, we're going to have these things. It's going to look like rainbows and, and feathers and like, you know, an arch and all the doors. And when you come through, it's really going to be a cranky detector. You know, God's people, we ought to be the happiest, most positive have the most positive outlook. Oh, put your hands together. Uh, I mean, after all, God's on your side. I don't know what it'll do, Dan, the app. It'll set a fire in your pocket. Shock you. Oh, it'll be connected to a, a shock collar that when it detects <laughs> Let me tell you, it's, it's very, it takes a tremendous amount of energy to be negative. To find fault with people. 
And somehow as Christians, we think we're supposed to straighten out the rest of the world when we can't straighten out ourselves. Whole people groups, we want to throw them away. They don't look like us. They don't worship like us. And we just are content with throwing souls away. I mean, we finally have a voice across America for positivity connected to the grace of God, the blood of Christ, and it's Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen has become America's pastor for a reason, because people are hungry for good news. Oh, oh, oh by the way, the Bible is good news. Turn to somebody and give them a high five and say, it's good news. And the crazy thing about it is 25% of born again believers like me and you are negative about Joel Osteen. We finally have a national voice. Oh, he's not hard enough on this and he's not throwing this group of people away and he's not, you know, sending these to hell. Don't pass go, don't collect. Go directly to hell. Like it or not, he's a voice. And a man that we should pray for, we need him. The body of Christ needs him. America needs him. Come on, put your hands together and give God some praise. Yeah. You know what it does to be negative to your physical body? To be cranky and negative... There are things that are related to a negative outlook on life, complaining, the things that come out of your mouth that are negative. What it does to your health, your blood pressure, arthritis, it messes up your hormones. I don't know if I got any of those left or not, but wherever they're at, they're messed up. Do you know that sometimes unexplained pain in people's bodies is, they find is directly connected to unforgiveness, to some emotional thing that's going on inside of them? Some of the autoimmune, you know, things that are happening in people's body is directly connected to their outlook on life. Negativity. Judging people. Now, I want, I, want, I want you, I want, we're going to show you something funny because we're going to need a little candy with the vinegar, so to speak. But listen to this. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. In other words, God delivered them. God led them and God delivered them and they were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all ate the same spiritual food they partook of the manna they saw a miraculous provision 
They saw God lead them and guide them. And they saw God's hand of deliverance. They ate spiritual food and they all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Anybody here had a sip of Christ lately? Aren't you so glad that you tasted? Come on, somebody say hallelujah with me. And you can say he is good. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. They saw the hand of God provide. They saw the miracles. They were delivered. God led them. They drank of the rivers of life. But they died in the wilderness. Wow. How many of you have seen a miracle? How many of you have drank of the river? How many of you God has led you? How many of you God delivered you? Is it possible to experience all of that? Drink of the river and yet die in the wilderness. Look at verse 10. Nor complain as some of them also complained and they were destroyed by the destroyer. The reason that God was uh, angry with them and a portion of them didn't make it in and died in the wilderness is because nothing they could do was just to complain. They found fault with God. They found fault with Moses. They found fault with the provision. And God said, although you drank of the river, you're going to die in the wilderness. Turn to somebody and tell them, don't die in the wilderness. No more Debbie Downers. We could probably turn that into a rap. Give me a little beat there. Somebody give me a little beat. Come on, give me a little deep. Don't die in the wilderness. No more Debbie Downers. I'm going to tell you a silly joke that has nothing to do with any of this. Because I'm trying to lighten things up for a second. Or should we watch the video? Let's watch the video that's better. Okay, we're going to watch the video. All right, let's shut the lights off over here. Can someone run over there? Shut, shut them off there, buddy. 
Are you ready for this? D D Dan selected this, so I didn't edit it, but uh, I'm sure it's uh, G-rated. <laughs> can't tell you it won't come true. <laughs> I bet he wished for that new Mustang GT he wants. <laughs> ah, he should have he wished for uh, better golf scores. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I had a wish, I wish that they'd release that poor hostage in Iraq. a virtual epidemic of juvenile diabetes. <laughs> Guys, I want to say something. It really means the world to have out my family here for my birthday. I especially want to thank Uncle Frank for flying all the way in from North Carolina. Uncle Frank! Good thing Jean's out of the picture. Jean? Who's Jean? Hurricane Jean? <laughs> in a string of deadly storms that left thousands of Floridians homeless. They're still counting the fatalities in Haiti. Um, you know what? Maybe Ronnie should open his presents. Yeah, right open your presents. Come on. Just come on. I'll open my presents. First it was Charlie. Then Francis. Ivan. And Jean. Who knows what tropical storm Carl's got in store? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, how about my present? Oh, your present. Gosh, you. sorry. Sorry, open my first. Sure. I'll open it. Open present. It up. present. Ooh. Oh, the essential oh. film guide. I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> movie review since the untimely passing of Cisco. consumption of fish, my mercury level will reach toxic proportions. <laughs> oh boy. No more Debbie Downer. Judge not, least you be judged. Condemn not, least you be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. 
You know, I thought about this because the Bible says two things about judgment. It says, first of all, it tells us that we can judge a righteous judgment. That's what the scripture says. But this scripture says, don't judge. So what is it? Is it we can judge a righteous judgment, what we're not supposed to judge or, or we're not supposed, what is it? Yeah, it's okay for you to say this is right and this is wrong. This is for me or this is not for me. But when it says judge least not you judge not least you be judged, it means you're not allowed to pronounce a final verdict. Only God can do that. And sometimes we set ourselves up as judge and jury. And we, and we put people in certain compartments. She's redeemable, but she's not. He's redeemable, but he's not. Judge not least you be judged is that you don't have a right to pronounce the final judgment on anyone. It takes out, it takes so much energy to judge people. Now there is someone, I can't tell you who they are, their name is. I come in contact with them every now and then. And I, they get on my nerves. And every time I see them coming towards me and, and we're going to have a conversation and most of the time I have no idea where they're going, what world they're coming from. They will take you places in the conversation. You can't get a word in edgewise. You can't even, they don't even take a breath before between sentences and they take you in some weird places and I can't take it. I just can't take it. And they seem a little self-righteous. And so I avoid them. And I, to tell you the truth, I, 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 I don't like them. I just don't like them. I just, I'm sorry. Crucify me. But just don't judge me, okay? Dan said, that's no way to talk about mom. That's not true. It's not mom. And so I saw them yesterday. I, had, I, was where, I was where they're at and I go there often where they're at. And I saw them yesterday and I thought to myself, it's such a heavy load for me to constantly, continually judge this person. I can't take it. They're not even affected by the fact that they don't even know I don't like them. <laughs> so they just go off into Wally World and I'm the one standing there suffering. So I made a decision that I'm gonna stop this. I'm getting too old for this. This is ridiculous. And if I had that app, it would be going off. And so yesterday I turned a leaf. I actually paid attention to them the best I could. I looked into their eyes and looked interested in what they were saying. And I said to myself, before I leave here, I am going to pay them at least two compliments. 
maybe three. And I gave myself permission for the moment. If I couldn't come up with anything, I would lie and repent later. <laughs> but I was going to be positive. Because I can't carry the load any longer of being full of judgment. And you know what? You can't carry the load either. And so I said, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Now I've seen their car a million times, but I decided I was going to pay them a couple. Oh, I really like that blue. That's a great color on a car. They said, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It's just got that a few years ago. And I'm looking around and I said, um, Oh, I, boy, those are nice shoes. And this is the funny thing. They took their shoe off, reached inside of it, and they had made a, they got a sandal, one of those cheap sandals, cut the straps off it, and put the foam in the shoe, and were explaining to me how this $30 shoe now turned into a $150 shoe because they slipped this thing in there. Now, they almost lost me there, but I still paid attention. <laughs> and oh, that blue car, my, my, those tires are unbelievable. <laughs> and I am determined in my own life, because I don't have enough time to continue in some of my present behavior. I am going to refuse to judge and categorize people and pronounce final judgment. Because when you do that, it is in opposition to the principles of grace. Grace always leaves the door wide open. Grace never shuts the door, but judgment shuts the door. Judgment says you belong over here and you belong over here and you're redeemable and you're not redeemable. Say bye-bye, Debbie, Debbie Downer. I ain't having dinner no more with you, Debbie Downer. Scripture says it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles, but that which comes out of the mouth. It says, bless those who persecute you and bless and curse not. John chapter 4. But he needed to go through Samaria. And he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And a woman, everybody say woman. woman. Say a woman. woman. 
Say woman. A woman of Samaria came to draw water and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. You know the story. Jesus was compelled by the Father. He did nothing except the Father told him. And so God the Father is telling his son, you must go through Samaria. Do you know that the Jew would not go through Samaria? As a matter of fact, they could be going somewhere. It could be the most direct, direct route, but they refused to go through Samaria because the Jews and the Samaritans hated one another. As a matter of fact, when his disciples saw him talking to this woman, they were shocked that he was talking to a woman because women were not treated with respect. And especially this woman, she had four husbands and the man she was living with was not her husband. And so this is a woman with a reputation. And it's a woman. And she's a Samaritan woman and Jesus is having a conversation with her. And so to said, why did Jesus have to go through Samaria? First of all, it was a beautiful example and picture of grace. And I'll tell you about that in just a second. I want you to notice what it says. Jacob purchased that property. And as you go and find out, you'll find out that Jacob gave that property to Joseph. It was a place of inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. Not only was it a place of inheritance, but when, when Jacob bought that property, uh, he, he, not only did he build an altar there, but he also dug a well. Everybody say altar. Everybody say, well, it was an inheritance. It was a place of inheritance. It was a place of refreshing. And it was a place of intimacy with God. And then it became a place of salvation because this woman came to Christ there. And when Jacob bought the property, because that's why Jacob's well is there. When Jacob bought the property, he gave the place a name. And the name means a strong and mighty God who is covenant keeping. It was a place of covenant. Everybody say place of covenant. It was a place of inheritance. Say place of inheritance. It was a place of refreshing. Say place of refreshing. It was a place of salvation because a woman was saved because Jesus went through Samaria. Now listen to me. If Jesus would have allowed his prejudice as a Jew to keep him out of Samaria, the woman would have missed out on salvation. He would have never visited the place of inheritance. He would have never visited the place of refreshing. Somebody say amen with me. He never, never would have come to the place where there's a strong and a mighty God who's a covenant keeper. He would have missed out on the place of covenant. I wonder how much we are missing out on because of our prejudice and our tendency to rush to judgment and cast so many others aside. 
I told this in church, but some of you were there the day we dedicated the property the other day on 27th Street. And you might have witnessed a great big man, good-sized man with a collar on, who's a Catholic priest. His name is Father Russell. I can't tell you what my religious background taught us about the Catholic Church. We had a very hard time. I remember being in Bible college and the Holy Spirit fell on the Catholics at Notre Dame. And priests and nuns were receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And I remember saying to myself, this is impossible. I remember being angry with God. God, how could you give those Catholics the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then allow them to speak in tongues? Speaking in tongues is a Pentecostal thing, not a Catholic thing. God, what is wrong with you? And he said, shut up. You whippersnapper. The Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues is not a Pentecostal thing, but it's a God thing. And I'll give it to who I want to give it to. Oh, come on, somebody say hallelujah with me. All of the teachings about the Catholic Church and this, and if you're a former Catholic and angry at the church, stop it. Thank God you have now been given a little more light than you had before. With Father Russell, he looks like Friar Tuck. <laughs> if you saw him, yeah, right? He's got a big, big belly. He even took his car. I said, man, I like that color. He said, you do? I said, yeah, he took it off and tried to put it on me. I sat next to him at a ministerial meeting. And... Um, course I'm looking him up and down <laughs> mom God's righteous man the prophet of Sarasota <laughs> and I'm giving the old eye you know yeah, he looks like a Catholic priest I bet he's a Catholic priest <laughs> if I could have I probably would have gotten moved to another table And then we closed the ministerial meeting with a prayer. We all gathered hands. And Father Russell prayed. He prayed for the Spirit of God to come. We had a lady that was there that was a realtor. I don't even know she knew the Lord. But all of a sudden, as he began to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come, her heart began to open up. And at a table with a bunch of strangers, she began to weep and cry in the presence of God. He prayed the most beautiful prayer. She was crying. I was repenting. Now when I see him, I tell her, hey, yo, that's my man right there. <laughs> Father Russell, come here, come here, come here, come here, Father Russell. I want you to today. This is my man right there. This is the Father Russell guy. He's so sweet. I introduced you to him, didn't I? Is he sweet? 
If you want to live longer, be healthier. If you're happy on the inside, let your face know about it. If you're tired of carrying that weight of judgment and complaining and murmuring and finding fault, if you want to live, be at peace, live healthier, live longer, sleep better at night, and most of all, inherit the promises of God Shoot Debbie Downer today. Come on, put your hands together and give God some praise. Sorry, Debbie, you gotta go, honey. All right, we're gonna close with one more of Dan's videos. Ready? Two video sermons. Complete zapper. Zap away your negativity. Okay. Do not use if you are pregnant, have a heart condition, or wear braces. Guess I'm good to go. To test, hold in front and say something negative. Easy enough. Um, boy, this weather really stinks. Yikes. <sighs> Whatever it takes. <clears throat> it's not very comfortable. <clears throat> Turn down the intensity a little bit. Let's give this thing a test run. Man, it is freezing out today. Okay, you know what? Stating a fact. I was stating a fact. Boy, this coffee is terrible. Don't freeze up on me now, you lousy. What's this? Stain. I can't keep one single thing. I know what you mean. That's just how he is, though. He's like, what was me? My life is so terrible. <laughs> you gotta be kidding. This is unbelievable. I can't even get it. Oh, you miserable. It's green. Come on, lady. Will you move? <laughs> Hello, is this the Complaint Zapper Complaint Center? Yes, I have a... I have a suggestion. I think your Complaint Zapper is far too sensitive. As a matter of fact, I think it's a piece of junk and I want my full... That's it, you're coming off. I'm done with you. Great. 
Now I'm gonna have this thing on for the rest of my stinking life. I want you to just stand up for a moment, just for a second. And, and this is what we're going to do. You're going to find someone, and you're going to say three positive things to them. Whether you know them or not. If they're tall, say they're tall. If they have a big nose, say, I wish I had a nose like yours anything something positive we're going to be positive so find somebody find some a person if you don't know them just it's okay just find a person not yet not yet not yet not yet somebody everybody has someone all right ready tell them three positive things All right, now give him a hug. Give him a hug. Hug him. All right, here's the thing. We're going to be healthier. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be more powerful. And we are going to be the happiest people on the face of the earth. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. God bless you. See you Wednesday night.